G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, the issues of freedom of speech have been very much alive this week as we've seen that media personality Sonia Kruger in what some would say is being crucified by her colleagues and by many people for speaking out and speaking as a mother with concern for her children about some immigration policies that we have in Australia and about what's happening around the world insofar as the religion of Islam. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been writing about this issue this week and he's joining us again today. Hello, Bill. Welcome along to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, you've been following this closely. Uh, Sonia Kruger, she was quite brave to say the things that she said on television this week. Well, she certainly was, because the backlash was fierce, as expected. All the usual suspects clamoring for her head, basically. Uh, It takes a lot of guts when you get the wrath of the entire, uh, well, certainly her own industry, the media, and all of our elites and politicians and everybody else. Uh, It takes a lot of courage, so... We have to applaud her for being willing to stand when so few have the guts to do so. Fear is a major force in people's lives, isn't it? And uh, it's sometimes it's the idea we often will talk about the fear of God. Well, that's a force in people's lives as well uh, to obey God. But there's a fear that comes from peer pressure and there's a national peer pressure at the moment that causes people to be fearful to speak about things that are on their heart. Uh, but because it's not politically correct, uh, we all will try to somehow or other suppress our thoughts. Mm, no, absolutely. Oh, the Bible makes that perfectly clear. It talks about the fear of man and seeking to please man instead of God. In fact, in Proverbs, it talks about the fear of man as a snare. Uh, so, yeah, the sad thing is plenty of Christians who should know better and should be speaking up on the vital issues of the day. They're sadly just as bound by fear and not wanting to upset things and not wanting to get others uh, unhappy with them that they simply will not stand for what counts. And in this case, uh, Sonia, as a mother of a daughter, seeing what many of us saw in Nice, uh, the bodies of babies and toddlers and children strewn over the streets, she had a legitimate concern. How many more dead, innocent children and men and women do we have to see on the streets of the West before somebody starts speaking up? And in this case, simply making the very sensible uh, assertion that maybe we should slow down uh, and, uh, you know, do a better job of vetting who is coming into our country. We've had almost 30,000 Islamic terror attacks since 9-11, just since 9-11. 30,000 of them. And, uh, you know, while obviously not every Muslim is a terrorist, it seems just about every terrorist attack today is from a Muslim. 
So she had every right to say, well, let's slow down here. Let's temper. She didn't say ban forever. She just said for the time being, let's have a closer look. Uh, politicians have a responsibility to protect their citizens, to keep us all safe. So what she said made perfect sense, yet uh, the usual PC crowd, as you say, really went ballistic over what her uh, her remarks had to say. Of course, in this instance, uh, she was speaking the truth mm-hmm. and uh, then is accused of breeding hate. <laughs> yes. I guess, though, if you have someone who was speaking things purely out of a level of uh, hatred or racism or, mm-hmm. uh, or or true what you might call Islamophobia yep. that comes from some sections of the community. And I often deny that the church is, uh, is actually bringing those sorts of things out. But it's difficult to express your view and not be accused of breeding hatred. Uh, that's right. Oh, look, it's, it's almost impossible. And the point is the secular left really doesn't want debate. They want to shut down debate. That's exactly why. Anytime anybody opens their mouth and says something sensible and something factual, something true, whether it's Islam or homosexuality or abortion or any of the hot potato issues of the day, immediately they're shouted down. They're called names. They're said, oh, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're this, you're that. And that's a great way to end debate. You don't have to deal with the facts. You don't have to deal with the issues. You simply throw mud at those who dare to disagree with you and try to end all debate. This is so typical, and that's exactly the treatment. Poor Sonia has just a concerned mother, God, for daring to even raise this issue. Well, Bill, you've called this uh, the war on Sonia, part of the war on the West. Sometimes when we think of war, uh, we're thinking of rifles, we're thinking of bombs, we're thinking of tanks, we're thinking of uh, planes with a sortie and, uh, and taking out the enemy. But there's another war that's going on, but one that's not less important, and that's an ideological war. Yeah, sure. It's a war of ideas. Uh, there are those who basically don't like our worldview, the Judeo-Christian worldview with a belief in God and morality and right and wrong and the importance of things like freedom and democracy. There's a lot of groups who don't like that. Uh, Islam happens to be one of those ideologies. They do not uh, have any uh, openness to the very idea of freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, uh, religious freedom. All of that is to- totally alien to Islam as a political ideology. Church and state are one in Islam. There is no separation. There is no room to move. You either uh, submit to Allah or, you know, the alternatives are not very good. It's death or dimitude and... Uh, so if somebody says, you know, quite clearly they want to kill you if you don't uh, submit to their agenda, well, I would think the smart thing to do is to take them at their word. Uh, we've seen how many dead bodies on the streets in the West just in the last couple of years to know that we are dealing with an enemy that does not like freedom and democracy, does not like Christianity. So to say we should be a bit more careful about who we bring into the country, that seems fully sensible to me. That's, you know, how can it not be sensible? But again, you're simply a call, accused of being a racist and a bigot and intolerant and hate-filled, and that's the end of the discussion.
Sonia Kruger, a popular media personality, but I suppose not necessarily renowned as a Mm. political commentator, but I suspect she's going to be elevated now to uh, new levels, having made this comment, and perhaps uh, whether she'll be fearful to make similar comments, but but certainly her profile is on the rise. Yeah, well, look, uh, as you say, she's not known as a political commentator, But now everybody knows about her, and of course there's been two kinds of reactions. The great mass of Australians, ordinary citizens, they fully approve of her. But our elites, the eggheads, the PC crowd, of course they can't stand her. And she's paying a big price. A lot of her endorsements are now under threat. She may even lose her position at Channel 9. I mean, she is getting flack big time. I've already written two articles about her, and simply the response I'm getting is an indication. Uh, The first piece I did already has 20,000 Facebook shares. I mean, that's kind of unprecedented for my little small website, and over 100 comments. So obviously it struck a chord. Uh, Most Australians are absolutely with Sonia, and they're aghast at the treatment she's getting. So once again, there's this divide between, I think, ordinary men and women and some of our leaders who really need to get in line with where Australian people are at. I I guess it it is worth commenting on that her comments that were made this week so controversial were based on an article by columnist Andrew Bolt, who is regularly on the receiving end uh, of all sorts of, I guess you'd call it, hate that's coming from that other side. And and he's even had his family at risk. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, he's getting so much hate from the usual suspects, including various Islamic groups. As you say, he's had a move. His whole family has had a shift. They've had a move house because of death threats they're getting. Uh, Again, this is Melbourne. We're not talking about Saudi Arabia. We're not talking about Iran. We're not talking about, you know, some Middle Eastern country. We're talking here in Melbourne where he's getting death threats for simply sharing his concerns and being forced to move house so that his children are not killed by a supporter of this ideology. So that shows exactly why Sonia was right. She was 100% right. We need to tighten things up. Uh, If we can't even be safe on our own streets in Australia, well, then something's gone wrong, and we need politicians to start waking up, stop making excuses for Islam, stop apologizing for Islam, and try to put the well-being of our citizens first. And, Bill, your comment quickly on what some commentators and academics are saying about what's happening and just how important it is to win the freedom of religion, freedom of speech debate. Mm. Uh, The idea that uh, preparation for a new dark age, Mm. uh, because Mm. Western civilization is dying before our eyes, is that an overstatement? How Mm. much credibility do you give to statements that might be alarmist like that? Well, I... From my vantage point, I happen to think they're quite accurate. We are on the verge of reverting back to a new dark ages where there isn't freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, where everybody has to bite their tongue for fear of, if not losing their head literally, uh, at least getting it chopped off metaphorically. And that is not how civilizations progress. That's how they go backwards. When there's a PC controlling of all thought and ideas and people are absolutely afraid to speak out anything different, 
that's what we fought over, for example, 70 years ago. That's why so many young men gave their lives for freedom. And now we're seeing it being taken away from us all over the West. And that's a worry unless we wake up start speaking out and start sharing our concerns so it's not just the loss of freedom but most importantly the loss of even the freedom to preach the gospel that should concern every single christian listening today uh if we can't share the gospel um that's bad news and that's exactly what the enemy wants and uh, i think freedom is important so it's worth defending certainly to get the gospel out Sure, it can happen in persecuted countries, but I'd prefer we don't go that route if possible. Well, I'll point people to your latest blogs. And as you say, there's a couple that you've written this week that talk more specifically about Sonia Kruger and uh, her outspokenness. Uh, One of those called The War on Sonia, part of The War on the West. Simply Google Culture Watch or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Bill, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing them with us today here on 2020. Great to be with you again. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.